Hi, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of IJDHTF, where we are talking about episode nine of Only Murders in the Building. And this is the second to last episode from what we're understanding, right? Yeah. So of this season, anyway, I heard a rumor that it could be getting picked up for another season, which they'd be silly not to because it's what the number one show on Hulu in history. I mean, look at the actors you have, you know, it's kind of like you're getting really hard actors to get, I think. Well, and Steve Martin wrote, like helped to write it and created the show. So I feel like that's just a really unique get to begin with. Yes. And this episode starts out with... Jan. Jan. She's been stabbed. So at the beginning, you like hear her voiceover. And I was like, okay, so either she's dead and they're doing a voiceover from her and they're going to do flashbacks for the whole episode, or she's completely fine. Right. And she ended up being pretty much completely fine. Which I was thinking they were going to do the whole episode... In Jan's voice, similar to how they did the episode with uh, Theo and the silence. and Right. Yeah. But, but they didn't really follow no. Jan the entire episode, which was interesting. Which I actually like her. Yeah. I like how they do each episode just a little different. Yeah, me too. This actually made me very suspicious of Jan for some reason, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll yeah. get to that. Um, so she's like doing the voiceover. And we see Charles taking care of her, which I feel like Charles is actually a pretty good guy. Uh, yeah. For what they made him out to be, I, I actually feel kind of sad for him. And he does seem like he's got some psychological shutoffs, like doesn't want to, you know, deal with it. So he's kind of like, that's the whole omelet thing, throwing mm-hmm. the omelet away. Um, but we do meet a new person that comes into his life his stunt double saz pataki saz pataki yeah so this is played by jane lynch who i think jane lynch is just like a hysterical actor in anything general. she's in is gonna elevate the show for sure so she was charles stunt double on brazos and she's in town for the stunt double awards and every year when she's in town for the awards she stops by and visits charles and this, like, woman has had the craziest life. She's, like, fought a gator. She doubles for Tilda Swinton. She doubles for Charles or yeah. used to. And everybody was kind of like, does this person usually come in? And he's like, yeah, she always comes. It's This isn't abnormal. And she's just, like, loud and a little bit obnoxious. But she wears the same hat yeah. that Charles wears she's and wears, like, like, the same type the of better, jacket. The better version yeah. of Charles is what they're all saying anyway. Because she's, like, super extroverted, whereas Charles is, like, the introverted yeah. version. Um, and she kind of, like, inserts herself and starts f- trying to figure out what's going on and who murdered who here, right? Well, and then Charles is scared because Saz had, like, stolen one of his girlfriends, like, 20 years right. before. So in the back of his head, he's like, is Jan going to leave me for Saz? Like, what's going to happen right. here? So that's kind of like an ongoing little thing throughout the episode. And Charles at this time is really upset with Oliver and Mabel for rushing the ending of yes. the podcast. Because last episode, they had put out that podcast episode. And they actually had kind of shunned Jan. Yeah. and led, Which ultimately led to her stabbing. Yeah. So basically, Charles is pissed and is like... We rushed this and my girlfriend got stabbed because you rushed this episode. It's ridiculous. So then we see Mabel in her room, like painting residence again 
of the Arconia. And we hear like part of the podcast and Oliver explaining the wrongful accusation of Teddy and Theo. So they're obviously still in jail because they're in trouble for Zoe's death and the grave robbing. But like they weren't actually like the murders of Tim. And realistically, they're probably going to get out on bail. And a lot of that stuff's going to be like hearsay. Yeah. So because they're rich, they're like filthy rich. They're rich. And like all that stuff was discovered on a podcast. It wasn't like the law. Right. So mm-hmm. there's not a lot to go on there. It but, would be like, you can't, it's similar to like those cases where a podcast, this whole ordeal where like a podcast decides if someone's innocent in jail like, it doesn't mean they just get off. Like, they still have to go through court and well, stuff. Well, think stuff. about Serial, right? That was probably one of the big, biggest, exactly. like, true crime podcasts. And everyone was kind of like, did Adnan do it? Is he, right. like, whatever? Does, he the should get a new trial. So, like, yeah. they awarded him a new trial and then decided they took away that trial and were like, we think he did it still. So They're like, like, we don't need to listen to a podcast to tell us. Well, and even if they had listened to the podcast, they may be like, the evidence we have still shows that Right. We think that he's the one who did it. So why, like he, the mistrial, we went through the trial, even though it was a mistrial, the evidence still holds. Right. So that's like very similar to what could happen with Theo. Cause there's like, they've never been caught. Like they obviously covered their tracks. Yeah. And they already accused somebody of killing, um, the girl. Right. Yeah. Like, and they, he already did time. So it's really not worth the court's time, time to like go back and figure that out. So then we have Oscar walk in the room. Yes. And he and like Mabel are discussing like, oh, like he was excited that the demons is kind of like were wrongfully accused yeah. of something because he's like, yeah, like I spent time for something I didn't do. So I'm glad they were wrongfully accused of something. And then we see Mabel and Oscar kiss because this episode takes place a few weeks after the last one. Right. So there's a romantic connection there which yes. for some reason i was thinking mabel was going out with tim but which i mean she still could have some romantic entanglement here yeah maybe not because we'll she see. seems shocked by like everything she finds yeah but i do think when they were younger that they for sure had like a thing right and that's why teddy and theo had threatened mabel's life when they said exactly like tim you better stay out of this yes so it's kind of weird that she went from as a teenager, like dating Tim or being into Tim or whatever. And then now years later being with Oscar, who was dating her best friend Yeah, before she died. Like it seems really kind of strange to me as well. Honestly, it puts, it makes Oscar seem a little bit more sus. I don't know. But it could just be trauma bonding. Right. Because people do bond when it comes to like trauma. Right. And um, Oscar is uh, dressed up really nice and going to court because he's got a like, I guess he has to talk to his um, parole, parole someone or something because now they're realizing that, oh, yeah, he was wrongfully accused. And yeah. he's like, and the nicer I dress, the more seriously they take me. And right. like he shaved and he looked like nice and presentable. Right. So he's probably trying to get, I would imagine if they did a season two, he's going to be trying to get money from being wrongly accused. So, So then Oliver gets an eviction notice on his door. Which kind of confused me because I thought they had accepted the money from the Demises for their podcast. Yeah, this was also confusing. At least the first check. I thought they had at least cashed that first 20, 30 grand that we're going to pay off 
Oliver's like back, like dues. Right. Um, and then I, I mean, I can understand them not ch- cashing the 50 right. after that. But because, the 30 for sure. So it was kind of weird to me that all of a sudden he's getting evicted because they have a top podcast at this point. Also, you also have to realize that this is very abnormal to get this kind of funding. Yes. For a podcast. Yes. Like this is a lot. Especially for a brand new podcast that's not on a network, doesn't right. have marketing funds. Like they're not marketing it in any way. But I guess if, since they did talk to that really famous podcaster. And they talked and to she, Sting. And she went on a talk show and talked about it and they talked to Sting that there is some probability that you could get some really ambitious investors, especially if they had ties and they wanted to keep an eye on it. Yeah. So, yeah. But typically a first season of a show would not just be offered that much money. Right. That's crazy. I think they got lucky because, I mean, I wouldn't say it's lucky because they actually were taken advantage of a little bit. Yes. So, okay. So then they all head to like the residence meeting and Oliver just brings like a big box of hoodies. Yeah. Of like only murder in the building, whatever. Right. Which. Selling merch. He's selling merch at the meeting. Uh And basically Bunny is like pissed. She's like, no one wants you guys here. You brought all this unwanted attention to our building. And then Howard actually like raises his hand and is like, actually, this podcast helped me figure out that my cat was poisoned with the same poison that killed Tim. So like for me, that was helpful. And then Bunny basically bullies him into voting to evict they Mabel were like, and Charles. You know, we've got a lot of noise complaints and smell complaints coming from your apartment. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, oh. honestly, Bunny still comes off like she knows something more. And it's like she yeah. wants them to stop because she doesn't want any more negative like views of her building or whatever. Right. But she's also kind of like a little bit bossy telling your tenants what they can and cannot do. Like, if they want to do a podcast on whatever, it's freedom of speech, you know, kind of thing. But Well, and wasn't it also Tim's neighbor, the woman, raised her hand? And I think she also kind of defended them and yeah. was like... if And like that type of... Any type of publicity like that's actually going to bring more people to yeah. live in your thing. So... It's not like everyone decided to move out as soon as this podcast right. happened. And honestly, like, by kicking him out, she knows she can replace them easy because... The building has a... Like notoriety now. Right, exactly. So So right after... She comes off shady. After the meeting, Charles quits the podcast and Oliver decides he's going to start crashing on Mabel's couch and they're going to continue investigating. But before we move on, we're going to take a quick second to talk about our sponsor. If you've listened to the podcast the last few weeks, you know that I am obsessed with Victoria Emerson Jewelry. And I'm not alone in this. They were founded in 2012, and they're loved by women all around the world. And they have celebrities like Jessica Alba, Vanessa Hudgens, Busy Phillips, Brenda Song, and more that are huge fans of the brand as well. It all started with an idea to create gorgeous jewelry for everyone. Victoria Emerson is a jewelry line that offers pieces like wrap bracelets, boho cuffs, earrings, and necklaces to bring a little sparkle to everyone's lives. Each piece is created with genuine materials, including real crystals, stones, pearls, and gold. They are most well-known for their wrap bracelets and boho cuff bracelets, but also feature lines of 14K and 18K gold-plated jewelry. And there's a little something for everyone. Minimalists will love the dainty necklaces, timeless chains, or even the simple double wrap bracelets. Those looking for a little more will love the boho cuffs, wrap bracelets, and layered necklaces for that little extra sparkle. I recently 
gifted one of these bracelets. I'm really excited for the person to receive it in the mail. And I know that they are going to absolutely love it because it's gorgeous, it's timeless, and you know, it just adds a little sparkle to your life. Victoria Emerson focuses on making fashionable jewelry for everyone. Victoria Emerson is inclusive with most styles offering multiple points to fasten the piece or extension so you can adjust the fit to be as loosely or as snug as you like. Pieces are easy to take on and off with magnetic clasp on the boho cuffs and loop fasteners on the wrap bracelets. And some of the customer favorites are the smartwatch straps, which are super fashionable and functional, and the freshwater pearl wrap bracelets because they're, you know, they're a little bit classy. And these are pieces that you will never want to take off. They've got your sparkle covered. Brand new styles just landed online for the fall season. Listeners can buy one, get one free on the entire collection by visiting victoriaemerson.com slash IJDHTF and using code IJDHTF. Once again, that's victoriaemerson.com slash IJDHTF and use code IJDHTF. So while they were at this meeting, Saz had stayed back with Jan. And when they get back from the meeting, Charles sees Jan with just her tank top on or whatever. And they're like trying to get her redressed or whatever. And Charles panics and thinks that Saz like stole his woman again. Already happened. And Jan is like, what are you talking about? You've been gone for like 30 minutes. Do you think I would just cheat on you? Like knowing your history and like. Like, I like you. Why would I cheat on you? Yeah, which I think that's a very real thing. They're trying to incorporate like a real feeling because mm-hmm. it's kind of like he kind of has a little bit of PTSD from his last few relationships. They just like left him at a Disney thing. Like that's like going to leave a, a dramatic experience. Yeah, it's like, like he obviously back. had Cookie who just left for his stunt double and then Lucy's mom, I don't even remember what her name was. I just remember the kid's name, who just was like, oh, you don't care enough about me and just left him on a cruise. So With Mickey and Pluto. Or, uh, no, it's, uh, <laughs> it was, wasn't it Porky Pig and... Oh, right, yeah. Whatever, the Looney Tunes. Yeah. Um, so he has some PTSD from that. So basically, Jan is like, you know what? I'm going to go to my show. Like, I'm going to stay at my place tonight, like... I still, like, we're still together. I just need, like, a right. breather so I'm in the right headspace. And he was like, I want to go to your show. And she's like, I don't want you at my show. It'll make me too nervous. I'm not at my best because I was stabbed. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So he's, like, feeling really down about it. Also, she says that she's the lead, so she has to go, right? Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm first chair. This is a big deal. I have to be there. I need to be in the right headspace. I need right. to, like, be at my peak. So he's like, you know, like, I get it. And... He's just kind of moping by himself while Saz is around. And Saz does give some good intel to Mabel and Oliver because she's like, hey, this is obviously a crime of passion. This, like, requires premeditation and romantic fury. This isn't, like, just someone who's like, oh, jewelry thief, let's kill him. Yeah. So they decide to go back through Tim's trash, and they realize – that it's someone else's trash that he was holding in the elevator. Yeah, because the the core the pull cords were a different color than the trash that he had. So yes. that's like pretty sussy. So then they go and visit Tim's neighbor, who confirms that he was seeing someone that she never saw, but she heard them, quote unquote, having a good time. Um, and after speaking to the neighbor, they're like, okay, let's go back through like his sex toys and stuff and see if we can find any clues. His sex toys. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which also Sass had found two like bourbon glasses. Yes. Which she was like, we should send these off and see if one the of DNA. them tests for one DNA and, and two poison. if one had poison. Yeah. So Saz is actually doing more work than they've done like in a long time. And I'm surprised. The thing is, is they didn't show those bourbon glasses or maybe they did. They did. Okay. Or when they were originally going through the trash, I think they were just like, oh, glasses, whatever. But at that time, one, they didn't know he had been poisoned. Right. And two, didn't even think about the fact that he was alone. So why would he have two like bourbon glasses on his table? Like it's kind of. They didn't like, even they think didn't about expect, the fact that someone else had been there. They didn't expect the killer to be drinking bourbon with its With victim. the person they killed, right. yeah. So they decide to go back through the sex toys. And while they're going through the sex toys, they find something. They're like, what the heck is this? So they Google it. And they find out it's not a sex toy at all, but a bassoon cleaner. Right. And who do we know that plays a bassoon? Jan. And at this moment, Saz had like convince Charles to go to her show anyway. Yeah. She was like, you know, being first chair is a big deal. And if you want to keep this woman, you need to show her right. that like you're invested in what she's doing. You need to show up. So Charles shows up and he sits next to this kid. who's like, oh, I'm here to see my girlfriend. She's like a prodigy. She's the first chair. And he's like, what? Or he didn't say she was the first chair, but he was like, oh, she's a prodigy. And then they have they come out on stage and they're like, oh, today right, yeah. we have this great this prodigy, person, right. this first chair for the bassoon. And he's like, that's my girlfriend. And he's like, like weirded out. And we find out that Jan is actually second chair. Yeah. So Which, then he starts bleeding from his nose. And we actually had to go back because I was like, well, maybe he saw like the ring on her finger right. or something. So we went back and she didn't have the ring on her finger. But it now makes Jan look more suspicious because one bassoon cleaner in Tim's sex toys. But yeah, Charles doesn't know that she had that, that they found that yet. Yeah. So unless, unless they had sent him a text message that they didn't show him a reading. Which that seems like just poor editing on the, I don't think that's it. I don't think it's it either. Actually, I, I think it's kind of like an overreaction to being lied to. Yeah. But maybe he's sensitive because... He's been lied to so many times. So I feel like I don't think Jan is the one who murdered Tim. I think she knows who murdered Tim, though. And there is a bassoon cleaner. So you would automatically jump to, oh, she's having an affair with Tim. But she could have also been teaching bassoon lessons to people in the building. Would you call it an affair if she wasn't dating anyone? She would just be sleeping with... Well, technically, it's a romantic affair regardless, right? If it's cheating on someone or not. It's still like a romantic relationship. Yeah, okay. Um, Not affair like cheating, but affair like they're in a romantic affair. Um, So it may not even be her at all. Like she may have been teaching someone how to play the bassoon. She may be being stalked considering there was a camera facing the courtyard when Theo and Teddy were outside, which the only person who's ever really in the courtyard is Jan playing the bassoon. Well, so, yeah, and honestly... And someone stabbed her. Even if there was a bassoon, like, Tim could have been dating. She, he could very easily be dating somebody who played that, and it wouldn't necessarily mean that they killed him, right? And so what I was thinking is, yeah, maybe Jan even did... She could have possibly been the one who poisoned. Right. But I don't think she's the one who shot him. So the thing is, she may have been the person who poisoned him, 
And then maybe, like, he was sleeping with multiple people in the building. It could have been he was in cahoots and he could have been, like, you know, like, she could have killed. It could have been two people. Remember, they mentioned that earlier. It could have been more than one person that killed and him. And honestly, the neighbor who was like, oh, I only heard the person over there, but it, like, sounds like he was great in bed, whatever it was. Like, that's also a little bit sus. Like, she's deflecting. Right. Whatever, where it's like maybe she was sleeping with Tim and then she found out he was having an affair because like he like she heard it. She may have been like in a passionate rage. Could we don't know. Him. How do you poison a cat? That's what I want to know. And why would you poison a cat? Like they must have snuck into his apartment and put the well poison in the cat's water. No, here's the thing though, is so the poison was in Tim's apartment. Right. Because he had been poisoned before he was shot. And they proved that the cat would go into Tim's apartment and had been in Tim's apartment after he had been shot. So was Tim feeding the cat then or? Well, if it was like in a water glass or something, the cat may have drank out of Tim's water glass and then become poisoned. Because if the cat went through the window, because there were like bloody footprints of the cat who had been in the space after he passed. You know what? I'm going to make a wild guess here. I think the cat killed Tim and he was having an affair with the cat. Mm, no. no, I'm just playing around. <laughs> um, I do definitely think that whoever the murderer is, we have met, and I don't think that they've played as big a role as Jan per se. Like it could be the superintendent, like going around, like trying to get rid of all her bad tenants. Tenants. I mean, it is possible because she poisoned. I mean, she didn't, but if it was her that was poisoning. She has keys to everybody's place. She has keys and she doesn't like Oliver. No. So to poison Oliver's dog is not far-fetched. And she didn't like Tim. No. And she doesn't like Charles. And and she she could not like Jan. Yeah. She could be like, get them to stop this podcast now. And then she's not. So she could be the one to be pushing that. Like, that's what I want. And she may not even like Jan because Jan's always playing the bassoon. Right. It's outside like I, and I want louder. her to be it, but I don't think she's it. I know. But I want it to be her. Because, so. which honestly, this could be a whole big twist and it could be Mabel the whole time. Yes. Which would make it very hard for a season two, unless they decided to protect Mabel in some way and not share that information if they found out I it don't was her. think it's Mabel. I don't think Mabel would kill her. She doesn't have that killer, killer thing. No. Like, I don't know. I just don't see her doing that. And Mabel's like a very complex character. And I feel like if you had someone that was just poisoning, killing people, they wouldn't necessarily be, they'd be antagonists. So like they wouldn't have developed her so roundly, Mm -hmm. you know, and like with full, all these dynamics. That's how I look at it. And I feel like it would be very weird for them to not speak at all in the elevator and then for her to then go back and have bourbon with him and then poison him all of a sudden after not talking to him for years. Right. It would be weird. Yeah. I think if if you're looking for the killer, you're looking for like kind of a flat person, Mm -hmm. which is sad because Teddy was kind of like that person. Right. Yeah. Uh, Because he's just like this mogul who's like, you know, not taking anything snuff from anybody. He's like kind of a mob boss a little bit. So it's like he's so flat that you're like, that's the killer. But it's like too obvious. So. Yeah, so I'm really excited for the season finale. I assume they're going to leave us on some sort of cliffhanger at the end. Maybe we'll figure out who it is and then it'll just end. I'm unsure, but I'm excited. Me too. Until next time. Ciao.